Welcome to Celestial Insights, a weekly podcast that brings the stars down to earth. I'm your host, astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks. My purpose is to provide practical, unique, and insightful guidance to help you navigate the energies of the week like a boss. Hello, this is Celeste of Astrology by Celeste, and on this episode, I will discuss the astrology for the week of November 5th, 2023. I am offering a special promotion for November for podcast listeners. Use the coupon code PODCAST15 before November 30th for a 15% discount off any astrology consultation. Choices include a 30-minute mini-reading to just discuss a pressing issue or question, a 60-minute standard astrology reading where we can discuss a host of topics based on what you put on your intake form, or a 90-minute astrology and oracle consultation where we'll do an astrology reading as well as I will do an oracle spread for you to help for you get divine guidance on where you need to focus. Couples readings are also a choice as well. So go to astrologybyceleste.com or the link in the show notes to sign up today. Remember, use coupon code PODCAST15. I host monthly intention setting with the new moon workshop where we dive deep into the astrology of the new moon and what it could mean for you as well as I do as many hot take natal chart readings as I can. You can sign up at the link in the show notes and use podcast 15 for a discount. The next one is November 12th, and we'll be discussing the astrology of the Scorpio lunation. First, I want to take a look back at the astrology and action of this eclipse season. So eclipse season opened with a solar eclipse, an intensified new moon at 21 degrees of Libra. And a key feature of this lunation is that the sun and the moon were King Kong's Uranus in Taurus at 22 degrees. So very tight. Also underneath the drumbeat of this eclipse season is that Pluto in Capricorn has been squaring the lunar nodes in Aries North Node and Libra South Node for months. And Pluto unearths things um, that bring things to our attention that have a mass influence. Often a lot of people experience suffering during a Plutonic event. But anyway, we saw the week before the eclipse, there was an earthquake in Afghanistan where thousands upon thousands of people died, as well as thousands of others, and maybe even hundreds of thousands have lost their home, been displaced, suffering of immense proportion. Uranus in Taurus, literally the ground, a sudden event where the earth moves. So there are these natural disasters that are are not surprising based on the astrology. Secondly, Libra rules peace. 
And the country of Israel is a 23 degree Libra rising. So this eclipse was an exact hit to their ascendant within two degrees. And their sun is at 23 degrees of Taurus. So Uranus is within a degree of their sun. So I talked about this in previous episodes. It also did a YouTube, which you can watch about the, the, the terrorist attack and the timing of it. But yeah, this happened a week right before the eclipse. And a terrorist attack is a Uranian event where there was a sudden violation of land boundaries where the Hamas terrorists came in to Israel. And then part of Israel's response was very Uranian. They cut off all of the resources, the food, the fuel, the water to to Gaza, which has resulted in an unimaginable catastrophe as well, where, you know, millions of people here are suffering as this war goes on. So that was the opening of eclipse season. And at the lunar eclipse, two weeks later, the full moon of the cycle The sun was at five degrees of Scorpio and the moon at five degrees of Taurus. The access of power and resources. You know, this is a fight over Taurus land. And a key feature in that chart, which I was really interested to see how it would come to life, is that Mars and Mercury are conjunct in Scorpio opposite Jupiter in Taurus. Now that we are on the other side of this eclipse, we've seen this aspect come to life in many ways. Mercury rules words, communication, speech, Mars conflict, and hateful actions. So Mercury conjunct Mars and Scorpio. We've seen all kinds of hate speech and hateful words and actions or also people getting fired because of posts they've made on social media or signing on to certain letters and things like that. Opposite Jupiter, it's uh, at the root is religion. There's been so much anti-Semitism around the world, as well as anti-Muslim sentiment, where people are saying hateful things and taking actions about a religion. Jupiter rules religion. I mentioned at the last podcast about New York City because one of my followers had asked me to look at the chart because they were very concerned. And I talked about how the progressed moon of New York City was conjunct Chiron in at 26 degrees of Scorpio the day before the lunar eclipse and King Kong's the moon of natal moon of New York City at 26 Aries in the seventh house of the other or allies. My concern was that there would be an event where a lot of people got injured. And the reason was because the moon rules the people and conjunct Chiron, the wounded healer, that there could be a lot of people who were hurt. Well, what happened was Uh, Thousands of people marched across the Brooklyn Bridge in support of Palestine and shut down the bridge for some time. So there was a peaceful demonstration where people marched across a bridge that goes over water 
So you can think about the Mercury conjunct Mars in Scorpio, a water sign. And the King Kongs to the Moon in the seventh house, you can think about the, the reason they were marching was because of the violence done in Gaza that is resulting in masses of people being hurt there. So people were taking action to support hurt people rather than someone hurting a bunch of people. So I love how that astrology came to life in a way that didn't result in the violent actions of a lone wolf. We saw that with the mass murder in Maine. That was my concern about New York City. And an interesting thing is that the Sabian symbol for the lunar eclipse for the moon was a bridge being built across a high, narrow gorge. So that relates to the people marching across and shutting down the Brooklyn Bridge. Now, a more horrific example of that, you know, Mercury-Mars opposite Jupiter was that a group of people in Russia, Russian Muslims, stormed an airport trying to get to people on a flight from Tel Aviv. And it was just a horrific scene of anti-Semitic violence in Russia. Thankfully, they weren't able to get to any of the people on the plane, um, but very, very concerning. Uh, Yeah, there's also been a huge increase of anti-Semitism, especially on college campuses, also as anti-Muslim rhetoric, and some people who have spoken up for against the war and up for the people in Gaza and Palestine. Some of them have lost their jobs. So yeah, there is losing access to wealth can also be Mercury conjunct Mars, the speech or posts on Instagram or whatever that people did about the war. Mars led to opposite Jupiter, them losing their jobs, losing wealth. Um, some college students had their job offers rescinded because of signing on to a letter that was blamed Israel 100% for the terrorist attack. So that's how we're seeing some of this come to life. It's also very plutonic. I mean, just the intensity of the ferociousness of people saying things about others and, you know, whole groups of people based on what has been going on with this world war, whether it's, you know, negative talk about Jewish people or Muslim people. There's a lot of ugliness in the collective right now. The theme of this week is stormy seas. And there are three big things I want you to think about as you navigate this week. The first is that we have a last quarter moon at 12 degrees of Leo today. And I'm doing something new where I'm going to be looking at the tarot cards and the Sabian symbols for all of these lunations. So the Sabian symbol is an old sea captain rocking on the porch of his cabin. So really notice if you see this week anything related to this Sabian symbol. These symbols were channeled by a psychic clairvoyant Elsie Wheeler back in the 1920s. 
Okay, so we're looking for, I would say, news about boats, cabins, seas, cruises. There could be a big thing about something about storms. Hopefully there won't be any kind of war games that go awry on the seas. The Tower card for the moon at 12 degrees of Leo, that's the second decan of Leo, is the Six of Wands. The astrology correspondence is Jupiter in Leo. The sun's card is, the sun in Scorpio's card is the Six of Cups, and that responds, correlates to the sun in Scorpio. So we can think about with um, the Jupiter and Leo and the Six of Wands, that's the victory card. Also on the shadow can maybe be something about excessive pride. So this can be about also you celebrating any victories for yourself, Sun and Scorpio, that puts a spotlight on how you've overcome challenges. You can think about Scorpio with that death and rebirth cycle, the phoenix that rises from the ashes after difficulty. So you may have some nostalgia about how you've overcome things. We may see things coming up. I mean, obviously there's stuff around with like the war coming up that may be related to these two tarot cards. Yeah. Also think about charity and sharing and how you can how you can take your past successes and help others with them by offering, you know, advice from your experiences or just, you know, giving to charity. It's the holiday season. There's so many people who, you know, need help to celebrate Thanksgiving or whatever holidays that are coming up because of their limited resources. So think about how you can be giving. This last quarter moon is part of a moon phase family that opened on August 8th of 2021, where the sun and the moon were both at 16 degrees of Leo. Nine months later, the first quarter moon, the sun in Taurus, the moon in Leo, both at 18 degrees, was on May 8th, 2022. The full moon where all was illuminated, where the sun was in Aquarius, the moon in Leo, both at 16 degrees, was February 5th of this year. And now we are at the last quarter moon today. Sun in Scorpio, moon in Leo, both at 12 degrees on November 5th, 2023. The last quarter moon is a time of lessons learned, reaping rewards or consequences. Yeah, so what has happened over this 27 months? Look at those dates. Is there anything that happened within two weeks before, two weeks after of the nature of of Leo or the house that you have Leo in. Yeah. Think about whether there's something that had these different pivot points um, in some, and, and there's a related story sometimes when your chart is really activated by these lunations. Leo is a dynamic fire sign. Its key word is I create. Its key I statement, I create or I will. On the high road, it's magnetic and optimistic and confident and generous and self-assured, proud, ambitious, and creative. 
shadow energies are, you know, just bringing extra, extra read all about it, going for attention just to get attention, being exhibitionist or conceited and vain. Yeah. Over domineering or autocratic, just very, very ostentatious. So notice what comes up, what you see in yourself and those around you during this next week related to Leo topics. The next thing I want to make you aware of is that Venus enters its home sign of Libra on Wednesday and will stay there until December 4th. When a planet is in its home sign, it can do what it's meant to do with ease. And Venus in Libra wants to bring peace and harmony and balance. Conflict resolution between parties is one of the roles Venus and Libra is very good at it. It's the diplomat. It's the negotiator who does so with charm and wit. And Venus will move from its sign of its fall in Virgo into being at home in Libra. Let's hope we see some big shift in the war, I wonder if this could be when a, a, a bulk of hostages could be released related to this Venus and Libra transit. We shall see what happens. A date I'm really looking at is November 29th. That's when Venus and Libra meets the South Node. Now, the South Node is a drain and there could be some problems. And this will be on the ascendant of Israel. So it's a date I'm really looking at right around there about what's going on with with the war. But in our own lives, this is a great time to be a little flirty if you're single um, with maybe a handsome stranger. Or if you're partnered, you know, really think about how you can bring more balance and harmony in your relationship, have some more flirtation and fun together. Libra is an air sign. Air wants to connect through conversation. Write someone a love note. It could be anyone. Yeah, think about that. Think about how you can bring some little blessings to others as well as yourself as we have this beautiful transit of Venus in its home sign. How can you seek consensus? The last thing I want to make you aware of is on Thursday, Mercury will enter the sign of Sagittarius until December 1st. Now, Sagittarius is the sign of Mercury's detriment. It's at home in Gemini and a detriment in Sagittarius. And when a planet is in detriment, it's as far away from its home as it can be. It's in this opposite sign of where it's at home. And it's in an alien environment. So it has to learn how to express its energy in different ways because it's not at home or it could be actively receiving damage in the environment it's in. But what we can often see show up is that it acts in an unbalanced, extreme or ineffective way. And we know Mercury rules transportation as well as communication and commerce. So we're going to be seeing issues and problems in those areas. Now, Mercury and Sagittarius can be delightful. It shows up in people who are very witty, often have Mercury and Sagittarius. 
Um, People can have very strong convictions about what they believe or very interested in higher education. Sagittarius is a fire sign that expands. It's related to, you know, knowledge and belief systems and ideals. It shows up in problem areas as people saying things that are really tactless or someone being a know-it-all or speaking their opinions as facts. I suggest using it to have a more optimistic point of view. So when like pessimistic thoughts come through your mind, how can you reframe them? On Sunday, the word of the day is pride. We have a last quarter moon at 12 degrees of Leo at 1.36 a.m. Pacific time. Can you take time to reflect on what actions you want to take to achieve your ambitions or what you create, have pride for obstacles you've overcome over the last 27 months and notice shadow Leo energies. But can you have a good time? Have some fun. Last night, hopefully you had a a wonderful time with the moon and Leo. It can be that is just a great energy to go to parties or have celebrations Yeah, so I hope you had a wonderful evening. Now, also, Mars and Scorpio is King Kong's Chiron in Aries. They're both at 16 degrees. I can see someone taking the decision to call a therapist, taking the action Mars in order to Chiron heal themselves. Yeah. Now, there also can be some kind of violence with this, you know, King Kong says, move us into new situations where we have to release and let go of Mars and Scorpio can be an attack and Chiron and Aries, someone's attack. So yeah, hopefully there's not a big event around this. On Monday, the word of the day is Nirvana. Venus and Virgo would be trying Pluto in Capricorn. They're both at 28 degrees. This can be going through conversations that are very healing. This can be deep passion between people in partnership. Um, There's a lot of way this this can show up. It can be big financial news. We shall see. But how can you maybe let some shadow energy surface about relationships for or how you express yourself in love? Like, are you always trying to serve someone else in order to receive affection? Yeah, maybe do a little shadow work with this. But yeah, it can send you to nirvana, very passionate, very passionate love between partners as possible. Now the moon will enter Virgo at 11.39 a.m. Pacific time. This really feels like I'm a slave for you energy, that Britney Spears song where you're being, your your lover is so delighted you knocked your socks off that you just have to, like you want to be in service to them, cooking them a great meal, rubbing their feet or something like that. Yeah. Mercury and Scorpio is also King Kung's the North Node and trine Neptune. This can be Neptune at 25 Pisces, Mercury at 25 Scorpio. This can be incredibly sexy talk. This can be a Monday of the make memories. Or maybe you did all this stuff over the weekend as we were leading up to these aspects. They come in a few days before. But think back, was this weekend nirvana for you? 
On Tuesday, the word of the day is judgment. Now, this is a day I've been looking at. Pallas Athene is going to hit the south node at 24 Libra. This is the asteroid of strategy, and the south node sends things down the drain. So notice if we see any big failures. Um, Someone could be working on a big deal, but they like their strategy was not tight enough and they lost, they lose it. Like I'm thinking about like you're trying to sell something or close some kind of deal and it just goes down the drain, you know, dust yourself off and, and keep, keep it moving forward. There may be some epic failures that we see. I'm a little concerned about the war in Israel, the, um, their ascendant. This is the, the on the, the ascendant of Israel. Yeah. It also could be news about Trump. I wonder if there'll be um, one of his trials. Well, there'll be a judgment because this um, South Node conjunct Palace Athene is in at 24 Libra is squaring his 23 degree Saturn and Cancer and 25 degree Venus and Cancer. I believe I have those right. And that's like, yeah, Venus rules his midheaven, Saturn his seventh. This could be, yeah, one of his trials. He has a judgment. I'm also wondering about Sam Bankman Freed. Now, it also could be like justice flushed down the toilet. You know, it could go either way for for him or um, Sam Bankman where they get a guilty or innocent verdict. I can see this happening or, yeah. It could be some other big court case. Libra rules justice. So notice what you see in relation to that. On Wednesday, the word of the day is consensus. Venus enters Libra at 1.30 a.m. Pacific time until December 4th. And Mercury and Scorpio is sextile Pluto in Capricorn. They're both at 28 degrees. Can you move past power battles, um, to take the actions, to have the conversation, to build consensus. Also, the sun in Scorpio will be King Kung's Chiron and Aries. They're both at 16 degrees. So maybe a spotlight can be put on hurt feelings or things like that. And can we agree to talk it out and get over it and move on? Could be something you use this energy but I'm so excited that Venus is in Libra. I hope this brings some more harmony and better negotiations and hopefully peace between people going through conflict. On Thursday, the word of the day is contemplate. The moon enters Libra at 12.07 a.m., Libra is an air sign that wants us to connect and communicate. It rules one-on-one relationships. Can you maybe leave a little love letter in your sweetie's um, sock drawer or something like that? Yeah, that would be a, a nice thing to do. Yeah, the balsamic moon will begin at one degree of Libra at three 43 a.m. I wonder if there'll be some story about the United States because we have a one degree Libra midheaven. Yeah, so it also could be something about the president or an authority or things like that related to the United States. We shall see at 10.24 p.m. the moon 
enters Sagittarius, I mean, excuse me, Mercury enters Sagittarius on this day. So I'm interested about how Venus going into Libra and Mercury going into Sagittarius. Will there be a story connected between the, between the two? If there is, I will let you know. On Friday, the word of the day is no. Mercury and Sagittarius square Saturn and Pisces. They're both at zero degrees of their respective signs. Now, Mercury square Saturn, this can be like pessimistic thinking, someone just like saying no to anything that you're trying to communicate with them or offer them. Yeah, so really notice that. Or what boundaries are put on someone who's Mercury and Sagittarius, you know, being fiery or dynamic or tactless or things like that could be something that comes up. Yeah. Notice how speech is curtailed on this day or reading about things like that. Fire can create boundaries where there has been a lack of them. So if someone has been yeah, someone may become up against someone's boundaries where they get pushed back. Now, if you're dealing with someone volatile, really take action to keep yourself safe. Saturn and Pisces can be have a real lack of empathy or 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 or, or cruelty, so keep that in mind. On Saturday, the word of the day is tsunami. The moon enters the water sign of Scorpio at 10.39 a.m. Pacific time. Scorpio's deep waters. This is an intense water sign. It can be very magnetic and passionate. Yeah, the, the energy that you're experiencing. Now, Mars, the planet of action, conflict, and war in Scorpio is opposite Uranus in Taurus. They're both at 21 degrees. I'm really concerned about this opposition. We will see what happens. It's really impacting President Biden's chart because he has his Mercury at 21 Scorpio. So Mars is on his Mercury opposite Uranus. So maybe he's giving a big speech about something. Now I could see this as being violence or as a, you know, a really terrible weather event. Like, um, yeah, it could be a, uh, Uranus and Taurus, an earthquake opposite Mars and Scorpio that brings a tsunami. Yeah, exactly. Something that could happen with this. Let's hope not. It likely something as big has happened a couple of days before because Mars transits come in oftentimes a few days ahead. So just be very aware of your safety. Um, yeah, this can be like a, 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 some kind of mass shooting or some kind of event. So be, keep yourself safe. Hopefully it's nothing, nothing bad that impacts a lot of people, but there, there could be some big news around this transit. So that's it for this week's episode. Feel free to email me at Celeste at astrologybyceleste.com with any astrology and action stories, or let me know how the daily things themes are playing out for you. Take care and I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Celestial Insights. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, astrologybyceleste.com 
where I offer personal readings, horary consultations, cosmic coaching, group events, and classes to help guide people to higher levels of fulfillment. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Astrology by Celeste. If you enjoyed Celestial Insights, please help others find the show. Follow, rate it five stars, or write a nice review. I would so appreciate it. I'm astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks, and I'll be back next week. 